0: I just I just I just Speak my peace Keep my peace What's good everybody? My name is Greg Glacey and you are listening to episode 71 of the Speak My Peace podcast. Like we always do about this time, I do hope that this episode is reaching you all in good health. For my new listeners, welcome to the Speak On Peace podcast. For my returning listeners, welcome back to the Speak On Peace podcast. I can't stress enough how grateful I am that you all decide to tune in. Um, I know it's been a minute since you guys heard my voice, or it's been a minute since you all heard my voice, um, but as promised, I am back. I know we have to take the little break as I do in between Seasons um this is the beginning of Season 4 of the Speak One Piece podcast Starting right now with episode 71 hope that you know All my listeners made it back because The reason why I say that is because we are Still dealing with this mess this This global health pandemic that Is COVID-19 um it's still prevalent. It's still very prevalent, you know, just because you don't see it in the news, do understand that that we in the midst of an election season. So majority of the ads, majority of spots, uh, majority of the topics that are being covered on TV and media, on radios, on social media are around election because it's a very, very important time of the year. And it's a very, uh, very important time of the year for ads. In regards to that. So they spend a lot of money to take your your mind off of everything else that's going on around the world so that you can focus on the task that they believe uh, should be at hand, which is getting these elections done with. So... If you haven't seen you know, too many news or see, or you haven't been following the updates in regards to coronavirus, do know that this thing is still out there. This thing is still very prevalent. It is still taking the lives of many. It is still affecting the health, the health of many, and it's still affecting our everyday lives as we are now in month eight of the social distancing slash stay at home order. I guess it's not really stay at home because people are kind of out and many businesses are opening them up, but... For the safety precautions and for the precautions of those around you and your loved ones it's probably is advised to, if you can, stay at home, stay at home Just so that you're not and about getting affected and probably unintentionally affecting people as well With the coronavirus, as I said, it's still very prevalent um, I kind of breezed through that fast, but I did want to go back and just talk about that briefly um, Just the fact that we are in month 8 of this stay at home slash social distancing uh, mandate uh, Due to coronavirus it, It's crazy to think that we've made it this far It's crazy to think that we are still here um, It's damn near November These these mandates began um, I want to say mid-March If not the beginning of March So mid-November will be month 8 Exactly So I guess we're creeping up on month 8 We're not in month 8 But we're keeping up on month 8 Of everything And it's just crazy just To see that You know That phrase that was being thrown around In, in the beginning of all of this Was that You know This is going to be the new normal And I guess it was like Kind of taken light heartedly But now that we are here You know Damn near November Getting ready to prepare For Thanksgiving And, and Christmas and, and New Year's And all this stuff That we are still here where we were in the beginning, you know, a lot of people in the beginning of this pandemic, you know, they didn't take heed to the the warnings and to the the, the mandates that were being issued, and they continued to live their life. And so be it. You know, a lot of people did it. I don't think that is smart. I obviously advise against it, but a lot of people have have been doing that since day one. Um, the reason why I bring that up and the reason why I bring that to the front is because you know. Now that we're eight months into it I don't know why I say I can't say eight in a month Clearly for some reason But now that we are eight months into it You know, a lot of people It's starting to wear a lot of people down Um, Me being one of them I come clean It's definitely mentally draining And and it's definitely, you know causes some sense of mental fatigue Just still dealing with this But I do know that the task at hand is it's still, you know, my health, preserving my health and the health of those around me. And there's just so many external factors that, you know, I still continue to, lo- to, to live my life, to, to not put people at risk intentionally. Um, but it does suck. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I think the 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 wearing a mask every time I go out, um, not being able to do simple things like go hoop at, you know, a local gym or a local park, um, not being able to work out. um and simple things like that, not being able to travel And it's, it's, it's so many things That just, it's, it's wild That we are without due to this But I do know, as I said The task at hand is to preserve my health And help those around me um, You know, in the beginning of this I wasn't really seeing any people Now kind of gradually um, Kind of gradually develop that sense of or that uh relationship to now that i'm like seeing my siblings and seeing my mother and seeing my nieces and nephews now i still got to keep in the back of my mind that you know the last thing i want to do is affect any of them um even outside of that like you know living with someone and and you know going and having to account to go on and visit their family as well or seeing their parents as well i have to account for that like we don't in this house we don't we don't Outside of like going to get food And stuff like that We we still are social distancing We still are staying at home Even though the majority of the world aren't We are still taking precaution In that sense Like we since March Haven't seen anyone that that is not One of my siblings or my parents Or that isn't her parents And that's literally as Small as that circle has been As far as our visitation goes It's my siblings, my mom and her parents, and and that's about it. But um, while well, I lied. I have seen one of my friends, um, I get to that in a little while. But in in the, in the midst of all that, just like we still had to take into account that like this thing is still out here and, and it's still taking lives. Like I in in the in the break that we've had from um episode seventy to now seventy one, like I know people who who had people close to them who lives were claimed by coronavirus, and and it's like. No matter how much I don't think it's affecting me, I still have to keep in my mind that this thing is true. This thing is real. Even though there's a lot of people saying it's not real, a lot of people saying it's not effective, a lot of people saying it's not as crazy as people are proclaiming it to be, this thing is still real and it's unpredictable. What it may do to your body, it may not do to someone else's body that you may care for and love. So you got to keep that in mind. You got to just think about that when you're out here just moving recklessly, um, being selfish and, and just not thinking. Like there are two type of people as we learned throughout this this coronavirus mess is that you know there's some people that's out here that just from day one hasn't cared and have moved reckless since and there's some people that, you know, have done their best and have had mental lapses in the midst of all this. And what I mean by mental lapses is like say for a whole six months straight you haven't seen anyone, you haven't visited one, you haven't left her house and maybe your brother tells you that, you know, he's having a, a, a little kickback and he, and he just wants all his brothers around. And maybe it may be just be three of y'all, or maybe four of y'all, five of y'all, however many siblings y'all got. And it may just be y'all. And, you know, that could be a mental lapse, you know, because you don't know if you don't, if you don't keep close contact with all your siblings you don't know what everyone is doing you know that could be putting someone at harm even if you don't even if you do know what everyone is doing and but you still think that it's it's harmful and you don't think that's going to affect you that could be a mental lapse if you're like and say if I was in a situation like mine to where like I'm living with somebody me doing that and and then coming back and bringing that back home could put somebody at risk and while I'm speaking myself using myself as an example We've had similar conversations like that in my household about just me, you know, wanting to go do something and how it affects this household or someone else wants to go do something and how it's affecting this household. It's like I know this is a conversation that's happening across all the country because you have to take that to account. But you can't you can't really stop people from doing what they want to do. And especially like I said, we're here and I, I'm the last time I am going to say month eight. But now we're here in, in month eight. We're in November, and it's like people are tired. People are tired of not seeing friends. People are tired of not seeing coworkers. People are tired of seeing significant others uh, uh, not frequently and stuff like that. So now it's just like they're they're reverting back to the old ways, and it's just like. Those some, some people are having mental lapses, and some people are just don't care. But you have to know why you're maneuvering through COVID of the type of people that you're dealing with. Is some people I personally know that that I that I've seen and witnessed on social media that's been partying and and going out and going to clubs and stuff since day one, and just like I cannot put myself in that situation to where I'm like around you because I never know what I may be bringing back home. I don't know what I may be taking to someone else's parents. I don't know what I may be taking to my siblings because I just want to hang out with you because I don't think this is that serious. So I say all that, and that was a long way to rant. I didn't mean to, to rant that long, but I say all that to say that, you know, continue to take care of yourselves because this thing is still out here. This thing is still prevalent. And you'll see once this election season passes that It'll be back in the news because, from what I know, we are in the midst of a of, of a second wave, as expected right now. And you know, Thanksgiving is a is a is a heavy traveling season because one, people are off work, um, people have a a week to two weeks or a weekend off work, so they want to go see family. This is a this is a season to where we gather with family and friends, and and people are going to start doing that. So just take that into account as you're maneuvering it and and just taking everyone who you are visiting, make sure that you're just moving around with the right state of mind. Um, the craziest thing that I've done, I said I haven't seen anyone and I had to recount that is because I have um, seen, I seen one friend, my boy in the midst of this, he had to move or he didn't have to move, but he moved um, across the country damn near. And he moved from the West coast to Georgia. And, you know, I helped him move. He, he drove from Phoenix to Georgia And, you know, that was the most I've done as far as like being out with people is I I, um, helped them drive from Phoenix to Georgia and then I flew back home. And that's probably the most at risk I didn't put myself was being on an airplane. It was crazy, but it's like I'm the type of person to where I'm in that state of mind to where it's like I've done all that I can for these eight months. And I know that I'm not out here moving reckless. So I can take that gamble with myself on doing things like that because I feel that, you know, I'm in good health. And that type of thinking can be negligent. But, I mean, it's been two or three months, I think, since that trip happened. And from my knowledge, I haven't put anyone at risk. But again, as I say, that's a caveat to my knowledge. I don't know. I could have went to Target the day I got back and somebody from Target could have called out of work. You know, the week after that, and they may have come down with coronavirus. I don't know, and I and I would never know because I don't have contact with that person. So that's what I ta- that's what I mean by when I think about people that's out here just moving around recklessly, and some people just having mental lapses as far as the people they're putting at risk. And before I even go any further, a huge shout out to essential workers because those people are still working, and those are the people that are most at risk more than anyone. Some people have the luxury to. Be working at home as I've been lucky enough to, to be able to. Um, and some people don't have the luxury. Some people, they have to show up physically at work every day and they have to deal with consumers and they have to and, and be in those places to where they have many visitors of people who they have no idea what they have done or what they were doing. Prior to walking into their place of work So huge shout out to all of the essential workers Because again, your work doesn't go unnoticed You people are on the front lines Whether you're in the medical profession Whether you're in the food profession Whether you're in a customer service profession Whatever the case may be You people are literally on the front lines Battling with your life every single day And so we thank you for that And before I do go any further, I do want to say rest in peace to Walter Wallace Jr. I guess that's what I should have started this episode with, but I just went on that long coronavirus rant. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, we lost another unarmed black man. We lost another black man. Uh, Another black mom, another black woman has lost her son at the hands of these idiots um, who were sworn in to serve and protect these neighborhoods that they have no idea how to police. Um Walter Wallace was a young man from Philadelphia who was shot by police officers um during an encounter with with police officers while his mother was present. Um the defense that, you know, the people who are who support these idiots, um these pigs are justifying the death because Walter was in possession of a knife which that never that never warrants the the, the death of, of anyone. Um, we see it time and time again and I hate to compare and contrast but we just we just gotta keep it real. We see it time and time again with these white people charging that police with, with pig at pigs with weapons, whether that weapon be a gun, a machete, a knife, are just charging at them to take their own weapon, to, to to harm them, to cause harm to them. And these people are taken away so peacefully and are protected. But when it comes to these young black and brown men is never is never carried out the same way. They are executed with no justifiable cause. And, and it's just sad. And I'm not going to harp on this for too long because I feel like the last 20 episodes have been covering instances like this. And, it, and it's sad. And I'm not saying I don't want to harp on it because it doesn't matter because it does matter. But for my sanity, I honestly have not. Read too much into the situation. I have not read about you know what's going on about the the unrest in Philadelphia with the prorest the not prorest the protest that's been going on in Philadelphia and things like that. I've stayed away from it just because it's heartbreaking and that sounds selfish because we have a family, we have a neighborhood, we have a mother, we have a father who has lost someone, and I'm sitting here saying that I don't want to read about it because it's is like it's too much, and that sounds selfish. And I have to be aware of that. Um, So I definitely apologize if it it comes off that way. But the reason why I just stayed away from because it's honestly is just like it's unbearable. Like at what point do we as a people decide that this is enough? We've been saying this enough. But when we going to show them like, all right, this is enough. Like this is no more because we've been saying it and they obviously don't get us. And that's that's. What hurts the most Is that continue to happen Even like Reading the, the, the Small tidbits I had read about it It was like It's unfortunate Because he also Suffered from um, A mental illness And From what I read That the police Had been called out To his home I believe A couple times Throughout that day Prior to him been Being executed In the middle of the street Because of his bouts of mental illness and 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 his family just needing assistance with handling him. From what I read, the the when they responded to the the, the time that they ended up executing him, they weren't even calling for the police. They were calling for uh for someone from the health profession. Um, just so happened that they called the first responder, and the first responder was these idiots that showed up and unfortunately taking his life. I harp on it. I said it before. I'm going to harp on it again. Just always be mindful of what you call the police for Well and I don't know how to say that without sounding like an idiot, because no one is calling the police, especially on their own family, to, to have someone murder. But so many times that this is just goes to show the, the disconnect in the relationship and the disparity in between the black community, brown community and these pigs who police these communities that they have never lived in is like You are scared to even call them because that could be a death sentence for whoever is on the other end of that call or someone who who was on the other end of wherever they responded to. And that sucks that that's reality, but that's what it is. So once again, I want to say rest in peace to Walter Wallace Jr. Um, Prayers up to his family. Prayers up to the city of Philadelphia. As they are right now, demanding justice. All those people are on the front lines right now, demanding justice. Uh, my heart's squad out you going to get a moment of silence for Walter Wallace Jr. Moving on to a lighter note, congratulations to the World Champion Dodgers who won the World Series last night with the victory over the Tampa Bay Rays in Game Six of the World Series. Huge shout out to them, and a huge shout out to the former Chicago Bull, Rajon Rondo. Who also became a champion during this pandemic. Um, with that being said. I do have to walk back. Um, something I said in previous episodes. Because I remember in early episodes. Prior to the NBA restart. I said that the NBA season was going to finish. I truthfully believed That the NBA season was going to start. They yeah, were going to play uh, some games. For a couple weeks. And it was going to surely have to be uh, ended. Due to them just not having to handle And boy was I wrong about that. And, it, and I was wrong by a long shot because not only did they end the season, they executed that idea of the NBA bubble so well. Um, I think throughout the whole time throughout the NBA bubble, there was zero reported positive coronavirus cases. The closest they had to a positive coronavirus case was one of the reporters uh, for Bleacher Report, Taylor Rooks. She tested positive and they had her quarantine in the middle of the quarantine. They found out that her positive was a false positive. And from what I know, our, our, from what was released, that was the closest to a positive case they had throughout the whole time throughout the NBA bubble. And that's just crazy to think. Um, so huge shout out to the frontline workers down there. The, the employees of the Disney campus, the employees of these NBA teams, the NBA players, the um, Everybody, Because that was executed so well And boy I was wrong by a whole mile Shout out to Adam Silver Who uh, concocted this plan And everyone else within those NBA offices That helped concoct this plan To, to see through An uh, NBA season um, I can't think of how crazy it is That they Executed what I thought was a stupid idea I thought one that we didn't need uh, sports back because of the state that the country was in, and for a two, I just didn't believe that there was going to be enough control over the external factors of of players, you know, wanting to leave the bubble or players being stuck in there and wanting to escape. Um, the players' family members coming there and the and the family members being reckless and girlfriends and stuff being reckless, and that was that wasn't a case. We seen we seen the the instances where where we, Four, it was only the players on the campus And it was zero positive cases And then the the players were able to, to Bring in friends and families And spouses and, and things like that And it was the same thing It was still zero positive cases So huge shout out to everybody involved in that Because they definitely, definitely killed that And boy was I wrong about that um, So once again, huge shout out to The Los Angeles Dodgers um, We finally got us a World Series after 32 years um, and huge shout out to the former Chicago boy Rajon Rondo Now we've done a lot of, of reflecting We've done a lot of speaking of timelines And this was just a perfect segue Into my next topic Which is me just reflecting on where I am here in episode 71 uh, Versus where I was This time last year During episodes I believe like 48, 49 or something like that um, For many of you who know many of you don't know, if you go back and listen to those episodes, I believe it's like episode forty nine, I believe it was trials and tribulations or forty eight. I can't remember exactly which number that was. But it was one of those two. Um this time last year, man, I was going through it. I was going through a about with depression. Um I've never dealt with before. Um or I've never been open about my about with any uh depression. I've never been vocal about it before. And last year you know i had that i had that time to where i just had to come clean and i had to be true for myself and i had to be able to express that to other people and i opened up about that on this podcast um during the time last year i think i can't remember the exact day that i got hired for the job that i'm in now but i do know that i started november 19th because that's my brother's birthday and i remember not wanting to go to work that remember not wanting that to be the first day at work but um, it had to have been around this time last year that I got hired because if I started working three weeks from now, um, it had to be around this time. But anyways, I say that because I I made a a small you know note earlier about just me being lucky to have been working at home this entire time during a coronavirus. You know, a lot of people have experienced financial hardships because they lost their jobs because for one either their job had to close down or had to lay off people because they just couldn't afford to get people hired. Two, um, they had to leave their jobs because maybe it was an essential job and they couldn't risk putting their loved ones who were at home at risk due to the fact that they had to report to work every day uh, due to coronavirus and they just didn't want to risk that. Or three, it was just like some people had to go to work and they had to put people at risk. And, and there's many other factors, but me... I'm lucky that I have been able to work right here from my couch since the day that the stay-at-home orders have started. Um, And probably for the next couple of months, I will be able to. And that's just such a blessing because I remember this time last year, I was going through it, man. I was struggling. I, I was damn near six months removed from receiving my bachelor's degree from St. John's University. And I didn't have a job. And I just didn't know what to do. And that uncertainty and that, you know, me having no next steps or no guidance and not knowing what to do, it it took a toll on me and, and and it was weighing on me. And and you know, they usually say when when people do stuff like that, when you when you're not looking like yourself or you look out of it, it's the people that is closest so you can tell. And people did, but In my, I'll say in my instance, people did, but if I'm in denial about it, it doesn't do anything for me. And that's where I was. It's like, you know, coming from where I come from and being who I am, um, just being a male, being a young black male, you know, there's definitely a stigma. Um, That stigma is kind of changing now because people are more open about, you know, their bouts with mental depression or their bouts with mental health um, and, and, and just going through things like that. That is more open now, but we know about the signals for young black males and and just the appearance that they got to have and they got to be macho and they can't never show no weakness, which is true. I, I wholeheartedly believe that I do believe that we do have to continue to 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 uphold that that hard shell exterior. In order to make it in the world Especially coming from a place that I come from And coming from a place that many young black males In this country come from We do have to continue to present though That tough ex- exterior To survive in those type of environments Because if you don't you'll, You will get eaten up But with that being said It is also okay to be vulnerable it's, it's okay for young black males to be vulnerable It's okay for males period to be vulnerable But especially young black and brown males In those type of environments Because when you, when you don't, it, it takes a toll on you and it eats you up and it weighs you down. And I'm just glad that, you know, I went through what I went through because now that I have a different mindset about that, you know, I, I've always had, you know, I, I, I've never been, I'm not going to say I've never been, but in my adult or mature years, I, I haven't been ignorant to that perception of, you know, people go through mental illness, people go through, through mental bouts, people overcome mental bouts, um, people are depressed. And I've never been ignorant about that, but I've never experienced something for myself, so I never understood the severity of it. And so just me going through what I went through last year with, you know, having planning certain things for myself, like I, I remember, you know, prior to graduation, prior to even attending the four-year university, but especially prior to graduation and, and leading up to my graduation and, and leading up to moving back to California, I had a certain timeline for myself for certain things I wanted to do, Um I had a certain timeline for myself. where I wanted to get, you know, have my own place. I wanted to, had a certain timeline for myself. Where I wanted to get my own car. Had a certain timeline for myself to where I was supposed to have a job. And just I attributed all those things to to happiness. And so when something didn't line up, it definitely affected my happiness. Like, and a lot of that stuff. Like I remember moving back home and my brother opening his door and letting me stay with him. While I was trying to get settled in this transition, moving back from New York to California. And my brother gave me like a, a, he told me I could stay with him, but I was like the whole, and I spoke about it here in this podcast as well. But I remember just like being so like trying to expedite my process of finding my own place. That I really just took that for advantage. It was like I was trying to get out of there as soon as possible. And it's not the type of situation to where like I just didn't like my brother. Or I didn't like the situation. Because um, if I could, I would go back today and I will. I will live with my brother. Um, just for, just to be with him and just to be with my family. Just to be with my brother, his wife, and my nieces and nephews. Um, I'm glad I got my own place, but I would do that without a without a, a second question. Um. But I remember just being in a situation and just wanted to expedite the process of me finding the place for myself. And I did that. And I did it too fast, but I did it. And then with that came with me even wanting to have a car. Um, I got the car before I found a place. And it was just like I was doing so much. Like, I, I, I for the most part, when I when I get ready to transition because I move so much, I know how much money I should have saved up. So, like, I had enough money saved up to, to get another car. I had enough money saved up to move into an apartment. I had enough money saved up to, to afford rent for a couple of months while I was searching for a job. But the reason why I say I was doing everything too fast is because I was really just expediting a process that I could have took advantage of, that, I, that was put in place to help me, that I really just didn't realize that into hindsight so like i didn't really need a car as fast as i needed a car but because i wanted to move around i got it and in hindsight it was like it wasn't it was kind of like a stupid purchase um just because of the fact that here we are a year later and we're in the midst of a stay-at-home order and it's like i'm not going anywhere but i wanted a car so fast and even that first car that i got like I, i got it and got into a car crash three months later and my car got totaled somebody hit me My car got totaled, so that car was gone. Um, Other than that, looking for apartment, Um, I was looking for apartment, and that spread the process of me looking for a job up because I figured that here I am now. I got to pay this rent every month. I got to pay these bills every month, but I don't have a job. So now my savings is depreciating every month that I pay rent, every week that I pay bills. And there's no money going into it because I don't have a job. So now that, you know, I don't have any source of income coming in, this is expediting my process to find that income. And that weighed on that there, that key factor there weighed on me heavily because the the the, the majority of that depression that I experienced was just me not having a job and me failing to meet a certain goals. And those were the three goals that I had. It was for, it was transportation it was a shelter and it was income and I had two of them and I found two of them fast as hell now I was happy about that but when that third one didn't come as a result of me moving so fast and getting the other two it weighed on me and I didn't really realize that until after the fact because I was such I was so into like just trying to figure out what I was doing wrong or trying to figure out what you know, I needed to change that I didn't realize that like, yo, this is affecting me. And I really didn't realize that those three things um, were in relation to each other until this episode. Like I'm literally talking about it right now and things are starting to come to light and things are starting to click. And so now I'm understanding it because I I always understood where my depression came from. And it was from not having a job in a certain time that I had um, a certain time that I wanted to get it or a certain time that I planned on getting it. But as I'm speaking about it right now with you all openly, I'm starting to realize now the reason why I wanted a job so fast is because of the plans that I had laid out for myself and me just doing everything so prematurely prior to that. And that's how those three things are connected. And I say all that to say that, you know, I'm glad that the conversation around mental illness and and, and depression and mental bouts are, are changing but if you need to hear from anybody, hear from me, my listeners, seek some type of outlet, whether that's speaking to a doctor, speaking to a friend, speaking to a spouse, speaking to a significant other, speaking to a parent, speaking to yourself, finding a skill, finding a trade, finding a hobby, whatever the case may be, find some type of outlet to where you are expressing what you are going through, because... I was going through it and I was hurting But it was nothing I could do about it Because I didn't understand what was happening to me And I didn't want to talk to nobody about it Because I didn't know how to change it And in that time It was like a little before I did find a job Like I did become more open to mind I did talk to my significant other about it I did talk to my mother about it And speaking to them about that Even though it was like way beyond a, Like I started talking to I started being more open with them about it Like towards the end of the fact Or maybe after the fact that I understood what it was like had I been more open about it prior to that I probably could have dealt with it better but because I didn't I just kept trucking because what I what I know to just for me being a man is that you know you don't speak about things like that you don't you don't open up about things like that you don't appear weak to people and I've learned that trying to keep up with that persona and trying to keep up with that type of image it, it it deteriorates you more than it does um then it does help your ego And so I say all that again to say this If you need that type of outlet if you need to speak to someone Definitely seek it Because that is what helped me In the end um, You know as I said I was very depressed And it was weighing me down And I didn't know what to do about it But I did feel some sort of relief Expressing how I felt And why I felt the way I felt um, Just because it was like Me Holding that into myself Was not doing anything for me at all but, but weighing on me heavier But once I was able To to speak about it And be vulnerable It kind of like Lightened the load for myself In order for me to go forward and understand You know what I what To hear someone else's perspective But also look at myself from another lens Look at, look at myself from a third person point of view So that's really all I wanted to speak about in regards to reflecting, but I just wanted to to make sure that you know I was open about that with my listeners because it may be somebody going through that right now um, where I was at last year. Just remember, like that. I always keep that J. Cole quote in the back of my mind. It's always prevalent, but it's especially prevalent right now. Keep grinding, boy. Your life can change in one year, and and that's that's very relevant. Like I'm very blessed to be in a position where I am now. I'm very blessed to have been working at home for the past eight months because it's time last year I didn't even have a job and I know that as a result of this pandemic there are some people who don't have a job but I'm blessed to be in the position I am now so I'm definitely grateful for that but I couldn't have been in the position I am now without speaking to people about it or find some type of outlet to 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 express how I was feeling And express why I was feeling a certain way So if you're going through it man I, I, I pray that, that you that you get over it And it don't have to be job related People go through mental bouts uh, For a various amount of things But I hope that you overcome it The way that I overcame it And I don't know if I overcame it But for the time being I am good And last but not least um, Before we get out of here You know it's, it's a very important season uh, Within this country mm-hmm. that I already spoke about which is that of the election season. Um, I know you've seen the ads. I know if you've gotten an automated text like I have. Um, You can't watch TV without seeing it. You can't scroll through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter without seeing them. Um, You can't scroll through your emails without getting a random spam message. Um, It's election season. And this time next week, we may have a new commander-in-chief. I say new because not that I hope for this idiot number 45 to be reelected, but I just think that this election season with the effects of COVID and stay at home and um, social distancing and just a lot of stuff that are that are external factors that play a part in this election, I'm not exactly sure if they're going to have all of votes tallied up by uh, Tuesday, uh, by midnight uh, Wednesday. As they usually do, um, I think when you take into account with all the voter mail fraud that was going on, the people you know setting up fake drop boxes, people removing uh, mailboxes, um, people tampering with uh, official ballot drop boxes, people selling, uh, setting ballot drop boxes on fire. I think it's just like a lot of weird stuff going around going up. Round In relation to this election uh, The presidential election I should say That is probably going to Delay the results for a while So I'm not saying that hopefully we have A commander in chief next week as a result Of me hoping number 45 Is reelected but just Because I just feel like there's too many external Factors this year than it Was in previous year that may prevent That expedited process But As many people in America with, with I guess I can say are hoping is that you know we do have a new commander in chief or that it's announced uh next week at least because it won't take the office until January. Um, I personally don't know, I'm not gonna, I don't have any predictions in this election. Um, as many of you know, I've stated on here, I didn't vote in the last one, the last presidential election. Um, I still don't know to this day if I'm gonna vote in this one. I believe I am, but I don't believe I am. I know for sure I'm gonna. Partake in everything That relates to local measures uh, Or local matters as far as like City council uh, Propositions Measurements um, It's everything that in regards To local that I care about But I don't care Enough about this presidential election um, For me to be out here Trying to persuade y'all to vote a certain way Against another I I honestly don't my reasoning for the last election and not participating in the presidential election is I just wasn't moved by either candidate, and this year I'm definitely still not moved by either candidate. Um, I'm definitely not a supporter of number forty-five. I'm against everything that that man uh, stands for, but on the same token, I'm not, and I, I'm not voting for someone else because I've said it many a times: voting for the lesser of two evils is not ethical. For me personally, I can't speak for everyone else. Um, the opinions and, and and thoughts that are shared on this podcast only reflect those of me. Um, I never want to. I never want this podcast to come off as something that I'm sharing my opinion to sway the thoughts of others or to persuade others to act in the manner that I am acting. I can only speak for myself, and when I speak for myself, I say that personally. I'm not swayed by either opponent. I'm definitely not swayed by one. But the other one who's supposed to be the lesser, I'm not swayed. Um, I can't really go into too much in regards to why Biden is not the shortcut candidate or uh, shortcut pick for me. Um, because if I if I go against Biden, if I, if I give you all a bunch of negatives against Biden, it may sound like I'm a supporter of number 45. And that's the last thing to speak on Peace Podcast wants to portray is that we are a supporter of that idiot. But I will say it is. I haven't watched too many presidential debates because I knew it was going to be a debacle. And I just honestly just don't want to see that man on the stage for how many hours that they're on there. But I did watch the Democratic National Conventions while they were going on. And nothing showed me during that time from then till now that Biden was my shortcut pick. Um, Short pick cut. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but what I mean by that is that like this, the 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 Democratic nom- nomination was Biden to lose, and I'm not i still not exactly sure how he had the edge over Bernie, but he got that, and Bernie dropped out. Whatever it is, that's in the past. But the Democratic nominations was Joe Biden to lose, and from that first. Debate on to the next. That man lost that. That man from the first Democratic anime and was it the first or the second? the man was getting chewed up on stage by the person who was now his running mate. And nothing during that time showed me that this man was competent enough to be fit for this position. Again, I'm not gonna go too far into it because it's gonna sound like I'm trying to sway the opinions in favor of the of the idiot, which is not. But there are so many other external factors that goes into why this man is just not the person that's going to get my cut. If if I personally am not compelled to support something, I'm not going to do that. And I liken a lot of things and I, and, I, and I compare a lot of things to sports and music because those are two things I care about the most and so I'm going to do that in this instance. When I think about sports and I think about the teams, when I think about the teams that I support, a lot of my favorite teams reflect those of my father. Because I grew up, you know, liking sports. Because obviously, I, I grew up the son of an athlete, and so when, especially as a as a boy, as a young boy, when you see your father care about something so much, you're naturally going to attract to that. So as a kid, I see my father as a fan of the Cowboys, um, and the Bulls, even though he will deny it, um, UCLA, and I don't know, I forgot what else I was about to say. And so I see him as a fan of those teams. So naturally, I'm going to take a liking to those teams. Great. But when we think about favorite players, that's like an individual likeness. Like my favorite player can't be my father's favorite player and vice versa. My father's favorite player is probably somebody from his childhood, which means that by the time that I was born and I began to like really started to watch the sport. And no matter what sport it is, the player probably had been retired for a decade or two and so my favorite player reflects that of somebody who I've taken a liking to during my time and while I was growing up in my adolescence and so those two things are the same and how I select my favorite player and whatever sport it may be is just that I am compelled or I am drawn to a certain type of personality. I am compelled or I'm drawn to a certain type of skills. And I am compelled or drawn to a certain type of candidate. No matter what position they play, no matter who they are, whatever the case may be. And there are certain things that pull me in and drag me into that person. And then I see them continue to excel on a certain level. And so now I'm stuck with that person. And I continue to ride with that person. And now we're going to flip it to music. Um, I listen to a lot of music. And how I stick with the artist... It's by seeing how they develop throughout their career. So I may listen to a single from somebody who I may not know. And I may like that single. But it's like, all right, that's just one single. And I like this a lot. But what can they do as a project? Or What can they do with more? And they may release a mixtape. And that mixtape may be good. I'm still not sold. Because now I got to figure out who you are personally. Uh, what your interviews look like. I got to see what your live shows look like. And now I want to see what a full body looks like, an album looks like. And then after that, I had to see what a second album looks like. I'm not compelled to really support the artist until I know what I'm getting into. Because that's a, essentially, it's, 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 it's a transaction. Because I still buy music. And I only buy music, we come from a time to where there was no, there was no samples. I, my first computer I got, I got it when I was on my own. Now it was in 2012 When I when I first got into the Air Force There was no iTunes prior to that You know, me and my brothers We bought CDs off the strength of We knew what the artist was giving us And I still do that to this day Granted, I have iTunes And I can, you know, preview songs Or listen to it on Tidal first And then go back and buy the CD But I still operate in that same way That there are certain artists I don't have to listen to the album Before I buy it I know what they're going to give me And I am compelled And I am drawn to support them Because They've done everything right to sway me in that way. In these presidential elections, I don't feel the same. You know, and there's a lot of people who may retort and say, you know, how important this presidential election is. I do agree. Again, this is never this. I'm never want to come off as as trying to sway someone to do something I want to do. I can only tell you what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And this presidential election, I'm not swayed by either of the main parties. I, I can't say that I fully looked into either of the candidates' plans. I don't plan on it, but I do know that I have a good knowledge of the type of people that they are and what they're offering and the things they have done in the past to rub me the wrong way to not support them. And that's just where I draw the line that if I don't support them, I don't support them. Um, but this is a, a very important time and there are very important matters at hand That I feel that a lot of people should exercise the right to vote if they feel compelled to do so So definitely do exercise that if you do need to If you feel the need to But don't do certain things because people are trying to sway you a certain way Or people told you to do a certain thing Because I know, you know, the the common thing that gets thrown around during this time Is that, you know, it don't matter who you vote for Just make sure you vote That's not true Because the minute someone tells a black person, brown person Um a wanna-be down white person that they voted for number 5 you know people turn their nose up at them and that's that's not the correct reaction because you have that right to vote for whoever you want to vote for no matter what the reason it may be you may vote for someone because they wore the same shoes you wore in kindergarten if that's what you feel the reason you need to vote for them for then so be it not a really justifiable reason or that shouldn't be the reason why you should be choosing who is running your country but and that's what you feel you need to what you need to do. And so be it. So go into this with a clear mind, go into this with extensive knowledge, go into this with. Not being swayed, going, going to this with some type of individuality and have done your research. The reason one of the, the best speeches is. Um, Michael Max I've ever given was the Ballad of the Bullet. If you've never heard it, definitely go listen to it. I'm not going to spoil it and tell you what it's about, but you can kind of get a sense of it just from the title of it. But it's, it's definitely, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Michael Max fan. It's one of Michael Max's greatest speeches. It's been heralded by many people and many publications to say that this is one of his greatest speeches. So definitely go look go look into that. One of my favorite quotes from this speech was, "When he." Explain the severity of the vote of black people and compared it to a bullet. Obviously, you get that from the title, but the expert that the excerpt that I'm gonna quote was in reference to just voting. And that excerpt is don't be throwing out any ballots. A ballot is like a bullet. You don't throw your ballots until you see a target. And if that target is not within your reach, keep your ballot in your pocket. And I always keep that quote in the back of my head when times like these come around, especially during election seasons, because I have to be moved. I have to want to support someone. I can't just support someone because people are telling me that this person is progressive in comparison to this person, because that's that's not how I operate. And I don't think that's how the country should operate, but many people do. I think that this person should be progressive regardless of who their opponent is, rather than in comparison of who their opponent opponent is. Because in this sense, it's easy to be fucking progressive when your opponent is a known bigot, a known prejudice, a known pig, a known racist. Um, Or even if they're not, they still carry themselves in a sense of being a bigot um, or a racist or uh, a sexual predator. And so when you think about that, it's not that really hard to separate yourself from a person like that. So once again, man, exercise your right. Go in with a clear mind. Do your research if you need to do your research. And, vote. I, I don't want to be the person to... Be out here telling y'all to go against what everyone else is telling y'all to do. But definitely just do your extensive do your extensive research and know what you're getting yourself into. And for the people who like to use this time of year to say, blah, 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 if you didn't vote, you should shut up or you can't talk about certain matters. That's not true. Um, I didn't vote last election. Um, can't nobody tell me what not to speak about, what not to complain about. Because I'm very toxic in the matter of thinking that if you can't beat me up, if you can't fight. You cannot tell me what to do. You don't have that control over me, and so I know it's like a common thing. Like if you didn't vote, shut up. Or if you didn't vote, um, don't complain about certain things. Whatever the case may be, that's that's not it's just it's not a true statement. Because I want you to prove to me that I got to shut up. Or I want you to I want you to make me shut up. At that case, like. This podcast is a Speak My Peace podcast. Whether I choose to vote or not, this podcast is is going to go on. Whether I choose to support me or not, this podcast is going to continue to go on until I shut it down. And that's really all I have to say for this week. Um, on the same topic, while I'm segueing, because I had a bunch of horrible segues this episode, but while we're here, um, definitely check out last week. My what to watch for this week was last week's episode of. Um, Blackish, I forget the title, um, but it was just a great episode and execution of just this current state we're in with dealing with COVID. Um, I wish that I had the title off the top of my head, I don't know why I can't remember what the name of the title was, but it was just like I love Blackish. Blackish is one of my favorite shows. The way that they execute and talk about certain topics is just like I can imagine this is what. Our people, our, our parents, our uncles, our cousins felt like in the 80s and 90s with shows like um, The Cosby Show or, or shows like A Different World and things like that because of the way, or even Sanford the Son uh, beyond that and stuff like that. Just because of the way that they execute certain topics and still make it entertaining and they make it very relatable while still being very serious. Um, Blackish does that on so many occasions and they continue to, they continue to Hit the nail on the hammer when covering these topics. So last week, they covered just being, just being operating in this current world that we're in with COVID and people being reckless and things like that. So huge shout out to Kenya Barros. I don't even know who wrote last week's episode, but huge shout out to whoever wrote that. Um, I guess I should have done my research prior to this, and I didn't. So that's a mistake on me. But um, my what to watch for this week was last week's episode of Blackish, which would be uh, the episode that dated on. on October 22nd Um, My best kept secret for this week We're going to get some Smoke Dizzle Survivor's Remorse Once again my best kept secret for this week Is Smoke Dizzle Survivor's Remorse That's the Speak My Peace Podcast For this week I'm so glad to be back I'm out Look how far we made what? it. Yeah. look how far Yeah. made it, Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Does it? Pockets all honey, still on the come up, looking like I'm on already. Just gave him my number. Won't take long for me to get up in a jaws. Watch boomerang with her. I'm against the law. I drive fast, fuck fast, drop. When I wanna pull something, up. pull something up Looking at the game Who making real shit just us Ain't no just us House for a mil plus And I'm still around the way Spike Lee with a brush Dom K on the mic Bitches be feeling him I don't gotta sing on the track Just to give me some I'ma be that nigga for the next few millenniums I bet the pussy tastes good like a cinnamon Never play the minimum YSL denim uh. On the roulette table at New York New York Never thought I would get this far. But look how far we made it. Now I got big shoes on my car. But look how far we made it. Yeah. Look so how, how far we, we made it. Oh oh yeah. Yeah <laughs> Seven when I see my first murder Surviving all dollar double cheeseburgers Damn It wasn't easy but I'm a fast learner Shit ain't promised Thank God I made it though The ghetto where I was supposed to die j Five, Not from the south From south central lie, lie. That's LA palm trees and AKs Bad bitches game bang Goddamn. AMG, that's the only biz Fuck friends, walked in the club, passed powwow OPM, go get no gimmies. Mink when it's chili California grizzly Oh man, flip it 125th, grimy Grants Flip it Eating fish, it's 4am yeah. Tall model chicken, Dior pants I just hope the Lord see my plans, 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 plans. They never thought I would get this far But look how far we made it. Really? Now I got big shoes on my back. This big old PMAG. Look how far we made it. RFC. Yeah. Said, look how far we made it. Really? Yeah. Uh, All the hate, the admiration, and my... Weather the storm through the decade, got survivors' remorse. The butters legal, living regal. All my Cubans is frost. Bust down everything, how we do it up north. Where's the love in the game? It's like Cuban when lost. Bracelets, riverless dog, but it's stupid the cause. We've been running shit so long, got me super exhausted. Artists, CEO, hustler, I'm corporate. Independent moguls, it's the waviest win. Got a better deal than Baby and Slim. Took a couple L's, I never take them again. They ain't taking my gems, take my cat got love when I spin. Charged the rest to the game, took that on the chin. Playing at a high level, dog, you just a third string. Important like LeBron's third ring. Looking extra drippy, hopping out the bourbon. I never thought I would get this far. But look how far we made it. Now I got big shoes on my car. Look how far we made it. High spot. Yeah. Look how far we made it There's that yeah. Ba-ju oh. uh, uh, I'll turn this up yeah. i turn this up